<laughs> Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Excellent. Ah, today is, say it with me, Friday. Woohoo! Weekend. Friday. How are you all doing? So, um, if you're on video, you'll see that I'm out in the grape arbor in the secret garden. However, this may be the last one. Uh, we're to get snow on Monday. So, um, the plante will come in this weekend, probably on Sunday. And tomorrow I'm off to, to visit friends. I'm going gallivanting and seeing a number of different friends. I'm doing a little bit of shopping, so that should be fun. <sighs> um, yeah, so weather is to be turning, but feels like it's, it's time, right? It's time. Uh, I got my COVID booster yesterday, my bivalent booster and flu shot, COVID booster, flu shot, um, COVID booster arm. It's much more sore, hurt less going in, hurts more now. Uh, but otherwise not, I felt a little woozy yesterday afternoon. I took it easy. I was kind of headachey and tired, but not too much effect this time. I feel fairly perky today. I did not get writing done yesterday. So now I really have to get going. <laughs> Gotta finish this fucking novella. You all, uh, yeah. So, um, I did not hear feedback from any of you on the tentative title for the novella, the long night of the radiant star, uh, either that means you don't like it or it was that I got it posted so late yesterday that the usual commenters didn't get to listen yet, which is entirely possible. I didn't get posted till after I came back. <sighs> so, um, Yeah, I will talk about the thing I've been promising to talk about. I'm not going to uh, waffle any longer. I promised for probably a couple weeks now to be talking about what makes a series successful. So this harkens back to the whole thing about the series death spiral, so-called put that in air quotes, series death spiral, uh, where people talk about that your the next book in a series sells fewer copies than the first book. And I'm sorry, but this is true. This is just gonna be true. In fact, dang, I love being vindicated. Okay. So I looked up twilight on Amazon, the book, which is undeniably a blockbuster, right? Actually does not have as many rankings as I thought it would, but that's because it, um, you know, it came out in 2007 and that was before Amazon was really getting people to rank and review. But anyway, it's got 22,000 reviews, 22,243. We'll just call it 22,000. The sequel new moon has 12,415. So actually let's do the math. All right. So that means that book two sold 56% as many books as book one. Now faithful listeners who've been waiting for me to talk about this for a couple of weeks. Thank you. And I apologize. What did I tell you? 
I said 50% that you get 50 if you're selling half as many 50% as many of book two as of book one that's standard and I swear I promise I just I paused you I could have done it real time but I paused you and I looked up twilight because I thought well let's just pick a blockbuster I think if we picked any book at all we're going to see that 80% is fantastic 50% is standard 50% to 80% is your range now if your book two sells less than 50% of book one you have a problem that means that something happened. Uh, so actually let me look at one thing. <clears throat> so I think that if you look at twilight going from book one to book two 50 percent 56% drop off. This is because and I'm I'm reiterating a bit for those who may not have heard the lead up for this before but this is because people will read the first book and they will decide it is not their cat. It is not their cup of tea. It is not something that they want to keep going with and that's the breaks. That's <laughs> it's human nature. It's life. It's how it works. I would be very interested to know if you all can find a book two where I just looked up another one um, that you know did you know quite well uh, on a much smaller scale than twilight as almost everything is 54 54% drop off or 54% as many ratings on book two as on book one. Now ratings is not the be all and end all of those numbers but it gives us an indicator right. So this so called series death spiral is not a thing <laughs> it's or it is but it is uh, it's a natural phenomenon it's just what's going to happen and I know a lot of authors want to convince themselves or they seem to be already convinced that if they write standalones that this won't happen. Well I don't know um you know it could very well be that if you only write standalones that you are going to get a series uh, you're you know a lot of people will read the first book of yours that they pick up and then only half will go on to read another book of yours that would be my guess my we could do a scientific study on it if somebody has the bandwidth for that it would be interesting to know. So um So the idea that you should not write series because of this because and and this is coming from traditional publishing because the authors are then concerned that they will not get as good of an advance on the next book they won't get as much of a marketing push. I mean yeah that can happen but is that a reason not to write a series? I don't think so but then I love to write series if you know authors who don't want to write a series don't feel like you have to right that's that's our theme of the week don't do things that you don't want to do just because you think you're supposed to right. So what makes a series work a lot of the self publishing people rely on cliffhangers and I think that there's something to be said 
for the cliffhanger. Um, longtime listeners will know that I do have a particular rant on what is and is not a cliffhanger. An open-ended ending is not a cliffhanger. Uh, having some aspect of the story unresolved is not a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger comes from, I guess I'm defining it anyway, uh, from melodrama when a protagonist would be left literally hanging off of a cliff by their fingernails at the end and you didn't know if they were going to live or die. That is a cliffhanger. Uh, readers use cliffhangers the term pretty widely to mean anything that they feel like didn't completely satisfy them about the ending sometimes. Some authors deliberately use cliffhangers. Uh, I don't think that you have to, but what you do want is there are a few things you want the reader when they finish the story to be able to, to, to want to continue in that world when they finish that they go. And now we have the blessed one click where they're like, Oh my God, I want to do the next thing. So there's a number of things that do this. The cliffhanger is, uh, I'm picking my words. I want to say a cheap substitute. It's, it's a way of, it's almost like a trick, right? It's, and, and I've read a couple of those, um, one gal who teaches using cliffhangers. I read one of her books and it did literally end in an actual, and she said, use the cliffiest of cliffhangers. She said, the readers will write to you and complain and then buy the next book. Uh, and, and hers was, I mean, it was like she left her hero and heroine in dire peril and book ended. So, that's a trick to get people to go to the next book. The problem is, and I, and I feel like this is something I've ended up talking about a whole lot lately is, is the long game. Eventually readers are going to get tired of you pulling that shit. They're going to know if I start a book by this author, I'm not starting one book. I'm starting nine because she's going to end each one with this cliffhanger where I'll feel compelled to keep going just to find out what happens. So in worst case scenario, what can happen here is that a reader will click to read the cliffhanger, um, find out if they live or die or find out the secret. And then now they've got the whole book to go through. And are they really happy about that? Having the reader feel that glow of happiness at reading is really important. And that's what builds you the long-term audience that what's builds you the platform. So when readers talk about book hangovers, which is a term I love, and I believe that all of us have experienced that as readers, when you finish reading a book and you're sad because you're, you no longer have the high. You no longer have that giddy feel of being in that world with those characters. If the author is doing her job correctly, that comes from author voice and the reader can theoretically go on to any other book by that author and regain that same feeling of being in that world, in that voice, in that particular kind of magic that that author does. 
<laughs> Got the bush tits coming through. The birds are very busy right now. So um, it's one of those things where this is like not the easy answer. Uh, I always feel like maybe I should make this podcast be about the like one two three ways to do this thing. Right. The cliffiest of cliffhangers. It's much easier to explain. How do you develop your voice? Is not easy to explain. The best explanation I've ever heard of it um, which actually came from Susan Elizabeth Phillips and Jane Ann Prince that they said when they did their besties tag team uh, which is an amazing thing to listen to if you ever get a chance that your voice comes from your beliefs from your way of seeing the world. So this is something that you continue to distill and refine over time allowing your voice to come through in the story. And then you find readers who like that and not all readers are going to love your voice which is why right 50 to 80 percent you can sell through on the next book. If you are not getting that 50 percent at least then it's entirely possible that your voice is not working that it is not clear enough for the reader to feel like I want to linger in this world. I want to linger with this author. If you think about your favorite authors you probably get a particular feeling about them. Uh, you get and it's it's probably wordless you might be able to put some words to it but in general it's uh how you feel reading that book that gives you that feeling of pleasure right which is why we are pleasure readers and not necessarily uh, compelled to read the things that we're supposed to read like lit fic. Not that there's anything wrong with lit fic but <laughs> a total aside I'm, I'm looking at my two hanging plants which I planted at the same time with the same plants from the same nursery and it's really a tale of two plants. Um, one of them is long and cascading all the way to the ground and the other one is very very short and it's totally where they are sun or shade. I just find that fascinating. We know these things are real real but it's cool to see it demonstrated. They're looking a little scraggly. I don't know if I'll take a photo or not. I'm tempted. We'll see. Anyway so voice voice is part of what will keep a reader going. You want them to want to stay in the story um, and is that easy to to develop probably not it's not a one two three uh, but I mean why else are you writing right? You know, refine your voice get that there. Now I have heard authors say things like oh this book was really successful and then X thing happened to screw it up. Um, like I didn't have a newsletter. I didn't retain those readers. Uh, the publisher didn't market it correctly. Uh, the publisher took two years to come out with the book. So one thing and I know that I use Grace Grace Draven as an example a lot but she's a good example because she does not have a newsletter but also she has a very very loyal audience that waits for the next book. 
so she's a slow writer and she takes a long time to come out with the next book in her series but they patiently wait because they love her books and they want to read them. So they watch her social media and they stalk her and they wait for those books to come out. Uh, and her book Raven unveiled is coming out next month which she's supposed to send to me and has not yet so I'm impatiently waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> Grace darling she keeps saying oh I will I forgot. So anyway uh, if you if your readers love you they will wait. Most of the time when I have heard an author complain about that they lost readers from one book to another it's not because of any of these things that they would like to blame it's because of the book. So there's a famous example of an author who is a very very successful author who did an experiment um, to see if piracy was affecting her sales and decided that yes it was really a major problem because her sales had dropped off so much from like book two to book three and she thought it was because everybody had pirated it instead of buying it. It's one reason why it's useful to look at ratings instead of actual sales. And I don't I haven't been reading this author but somebody told me we were talking about this and they said well the thing is is book two sucked. Book two wasn't any good for a number of reasons and what happens is is you're going to see the sales for book two right. You're going to see book two do just fine because everybody's bought it they can't wait to read it after reading book one but then if they're disappointed in book two you're going to see the impact on book three because they are not going to go on to read book three. So this takes a fair amount of honesty with yourself to look at what exactly are you doing um, and it comes back to some of these you know like making artistic choices you know there's an author who wrote a book that I loved 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 and really wanted her to write a sequel to and she finally wrote a sequel to it and she didn't have any of the characters from the first book in the sequel she like switched to like another part of this world and different characters and it I was and I didn't read it because I was like no 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 I wanted to follow my friends I wanted to follow these people. If you don't want to write a book about the same people again then that's your call but don't blame marketing don't blame the publisher don't blame your newsletter take a good hard look at what happened in that book that maybe upset people and you know readers sometimes get upset about things that we have to decide we don't care about right that we have to decide oh well we're going to do it this way anyway but be aware that it may impact the sales. So those are thoughts and series I may have more thoughts uh, probably like teach a whole workshop on this right but anyway yeah so um, I am going to sign off maybe see if I can get some writing done today and I will talk to you all on Monday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and you all take care.
Bye-bye.